This is 414 Buck the System. I'm your host, Justin. This is the first episode of this podcast. Uh, it's a podcast that we'll be talking about sports, most notably the Milwaukee Bucks and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you know, I'm just going to go right in. The reason I created this podcast was uh, there's not a lot of content around the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, there's a lot of NBA content creators out there, uh, but none for, or at least none with the sole focus of Milwaukee Bucks. And I think it would be kind of cool to provide that perspective. Uh, a little information about me. I was born and raised in Milwaukee, lived there all my life until I moved to Los Angeles, where I'm currently residing. Uh, I've been in LA for five years now, but I still watch the Bucks on a daily basis as much as possible. Uh, so this podcast will talk anything revolving around games, trade acquisition, trade rumors, free agent signings. Um, yeah, I just thought this was the best time. You know, we're here in the quarantine. Um, everyone's picking up like a new skill set or a new hobby, and I thought this would be a great way uh, for me to express my uh, opinions on sports. So uh, we're going to go right in. Um, so today it is, you know, March 1st. No, February 28th. Almost March. Uh, the Bucks went through a whole roller coaster the last 10 games. Um, you know, about two and a half weeks ago, uh, Drew Holiday was out for health and safety pro protocols. We now know he actually tested positive for COVID. Uh, so he was out for a total of 10 games. And talk about not great timing. As soon as he went out, the Bucks went on a oof, terrible five-game losing streak. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk, you know, uh, and I know a lot of fans want to hit the panic button right away. You know, it, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty nasty. It's, you know, before that the Bucks were on a five game win streak and they were getting right in gear. Giroux was playing great basketball. He was starting to get more involved in the offense. Uh, he was scoring a lot more efficiently uh, and just being overall a better playmaker uh, without him. The Bucks lost, let's see, the first game against Phoenix, which which sucked because it was a game that they were leading for the most part. Uh, they ended up losing that game by one. Good effort. Uh, you hate the, to lose those close games, uh, but they did. Then they got smacked around by the Jazz uh, for the second time this season. Um, Jazz, what can I say? They're probably playing the best overall basketball in the entire NBA. Uh, our depth really showed, or the lack of. And then the Bucks lost to the Thunder and back-to-back -back games against the Raptors. Um, some things that to note, uh, with Holiday out, they inserted Bryn Forbes as the starting guard. And it wasn't great. Now, Brim Forbes isn't a bad player. He's actually really great off the bench, and I think that is his role 
as a shooter. You know, he's a very big defensive liability, and it showed uh, in those five games. Uh, additionally, the lack of depth, which we knew was going to be an issue all year long, was very apparent. You know, we had very we had a lot of trouble scoring and scoring efficiently. Um, you know, we just didn't have outside of Giannis and Chris those players helps you win games. We, you know, Drew is our third best player, and from there it's our supporting cast. Well, we need somebody to step up, and. For a good portion, we did not have anybody stepping up. In fact, our offense tanked in large stretches. Uh, most notably, we would go through scoring droughts. I think the most evident thing in this in that five-game losing streak was also how much our defense has regressed this last year. And I think it's more of our scheme and teams adapting to our defensive scheme. Brooke Lopez, who, you know, had a great season last year on the defensive end, blocking shots, holding on the interior. Um, teams are scheming against him, and we're getting eaten up. Uh, we were getting smacked from the three-point line. Uh, and also didn't help that our guard position outside of Drew uh, isn't great defensively. You know, we have Bryn Forbes, who I said is a liability, as well as DJ Augustine, who's also not tall and not great on defense. So uh, we had quite a few, few holes. And actually, it was getting so bad that Budenholzer would have to bench Lopez for large stretches of the game. Um, you know, sometimes Lopez really looks like a, a dinosaur out there slow no lateral quickness and like we all know that coming in but his effort also some at times uh just looked like it wasn't there and we we're giving up some open threes i mean open uh it was pretty it was pretty ugly uh Giannis, you know was doing as much as he could uh one thing in this game that still needs work and in that five game stretch was uh, not doing well was uh, his free throw shooting. Chris Middleton also disappeared. You know, when we needed things to go in or we needed a bucket, he he had a little bit of drop-off. So how what was my instant reaction? It was just to relax. You know, I was talking with my cousin. He was, you know, he's a lot more critical to on the Bucks than I am. I, I went with the notion of this. Hey, you know what? Last two years, the Bucks have been the best in the regular season. How did that turn out? Exactly. It didn't turn out well. The Bucks are and still are starting to at least make adjustments, changing up their defense trying different things on offense. And I think with Drew out, it was good to experiment these things. You know, there's not a lot of things that worked well, but at least they were starting to make adjustments. 
And at the end of the day, that's all what we were asking for because teams have figured us out. Teams know how to stop us on both offense and defense, so we need ways to fight back and combat combat that. You know, Giannis, he carries, you know, the ball, the offensive load. Uh, you know, teams still utilize that wall that Toronto created. And I think Milwaukee's done better at being able to recognize and break that defensive tactic down. However, you know, Giannis is doing as much as he can. Um, it's the help. And we just didn't have that help in that five-game stretch. So uh, terrible to see. But honestly, like I said, my reaction was just to relax because we're not even halfway through that NBA regular season. And, you know, even though we lost five games, it was like, we're still third. We're doing well and we're figuring out our team. Now, after that second loss to Toronto, the Bucks started to make adjustments and turn things around. Uh, notably, uh, they had their first victory without scoring 100 points. Uh, that was against the Thunder on February 19th. Uh, I mean, at that point, you just want to win the game regardless. I know the Thunder haven't been the best this year, you know, especially without Chris Paul. Uh, now that he's on the Suns, but they just needed a W and they got it. Um, I think what's important was that they just get that first win under, underneath themselves and uh, keep going from there. Um, I also noticed maybe it's also just because the personnel grouping, but that's when Brooke was playing less minutes and they were putting more uh, Bobby Portis and that's also when they switched out Brendan Forbes as a starting guard with DJ Augustine. Now, Brendan Forbes is a much better shooter, I think, at least so far this year, than DJ Augustine. But DJ Augustine is a more natural point, and he offered a little bit more steadiness. Now, he's not shooting great, so... That bench still needs a lot of work, and I don't know what the Bucks are planning to do. I, you definitely feel like they're almost more of a piece away. Uh, we'll see if John Hortz uh, gets a little creative. You know, we're strapped for assets, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that first game, they finally got a window underneath their belt. They actually played Thanasis for a little bit, uh, and that's because... In Toronto, when the Bucks were really struggling, he was the only one to seem to put a lot of effort in. And honestly, like we all know, his skill set's very limited. But you need that guy off the bench, that guy that has attitude, the guy that has a little bit of moxie. Um, and you know what? If he's putting that effort in, he deserves to play. And I think um, that's fine. And I think he's providing that spark. So... You know, if I think Budenholzer has to recognize who has the hot hand and who can help us win night in, night out. So those are the small adjustments that I was talking about, that um, those personnel groupings that I think switched 
from that five game losing streak into now uh, a five game winning streak. Uh, so, like I said, they beat the Thunder first. Then they played against the Kings. Uh, their average points went up. They scored 128 in that game. No real concern. They really held down Fox and healed and Halliburton healed, who's also struggling. Uh, but the Bucks played a lot better. Giannis had a great game, 38 points. Uh, and Chris Middleton finally snapped out of that scoring funk. He also hit 30 points. Uh, it was good. Dante was starting to get a little bit more into the offensive game. Uh, once again, Lopez played limited minutes. Uh, now, I'm not trying to like dig at Lopez, but you could tell there was a big difference when he was on the court and off the court. And you know what? If he plays like 26 minutes, that's fine. As long as he is able to hold that interior and like if he just steps up and puts a little bit more effort on the defensive end or if he hits more threes on the offensive side where he helps balance out. But uh, yeah, Milwaukee doesn't really have a bona fide center outside of Lopez. They have DJ Wilson who they have, who hasn't played almost at all. Otherwise they have to go small with Bobby Portis or Thanasis. Um, the third game that they won in a row was against the Timberwolves. Uh, Timberwolves were struggling. They were hot, fresh off getting rid of their coach. Uh, you know, three easy wins against three not so great teams. But you know, when you're in a rut, you just need to make some wins uh, and make them count, especially coming off that five game losing streak. So uh, it was nice to see. Um, now, the last two victories I'm going to talk about, uh, the last two games, are. Much more impressive uh, against better squads, but also more impressive from a standpoint of them playing. And I would say they're two of our more signature wins of this entire year. Uh, so the first one we're going to talk about, which was on TNT, was the Pelicans game. Uh, classic Zion versus Giannis matchup. Uh, people remember that the Pelicans... And they smacked the Bucks, particularly Eric Bledsoe, which, you know, that hurts. Obviously, you know, players are going to play extra hard against their former team, but he was just knocking down three after three. I think he had like 27 points or something like that. But, uh, yeah, the second time around, though, without Giroux, Bucks put the clamps, and... They won. Uh, the first thing that I think should be notable is that uh, this was the first game that I think they were either tied or losing in the fourth that the Bucks came out on top. Um, I know a lot of people are talking about our fourth quarter woes, and I think these last two games uh, really showed that. Um, so... The Bucks, um, yeah, they were great off in the first quarter. Uh, they were giving up quite a bit of points uh, to the first three quarters against the Pelicans. You know, the Pelicans scored 31, 37, and 35 points. Uh, but then, uh, unlike 
most fourth quarters, they actually clamped down and they held them down to 22 points. Uh, they had a great stop on Zion at the end of the game, which allowed Giannis to go coast to coast and put in the bucket and essentially uh, seal the game until uh, the Bucks got a turnover. Chris Middleton, a rare turnover, uh, and the one little mark off a great game because uh, he scored, I think, like, th- yeah, 31 points. Uh, and the Bucks were able to hold on the victory. Lopez played, I think, 35 minutes that game. So, and I think that's more of a lineup thing. You know, the Pelicans, they have a big lineup. Uh, they have tall players. You know, they got Zion, who is some, you know, he's a big dude. Uh, but they also have Steven Adams as well as Ingram. So uh, this was a game that Lopez needed to play. And he played well. Also, I would, one player that gave his probably best performance of this year uh, was Dante DiVincenzo, who, you know, man, he's hard to gauge. You know, some games he looks like he's taking that steps towards being that great team contributor, uh, getting like, you know, a solid 14, 15 points, and then other games where he doesn't score like anything. And like, he misses some open shots, um, bad selections or turnovers. So, uh, but great defensive effort. You know, he always puts in a good effort on defense. Uh, he just wasn't scoring with a much consistency. Uh, he went off for his season high of 24 points. Uh, you like to see that and you hope that he can continue to have those type of performances because the Bucks are going to need another player to step out, up and outside of, you know, the Giannis, the Middleton, and Drew. Now, don't get me wrong. Ultimately, for us to win, uh, a championship, Giannis and Chris are going to have to step up, and Drew is going to really have to be that third solid, steady hand. Uh, but you need to have a decent bench, or at least a fourth and fifth guy shooting. Lopez can get p- points, just not consistently, uh, and depends on the matchups. Dante, you know, he needs that offensive performance to help us get some buckets. You also have Forbes and Augustine. Forbes, I, I like only if he plays off the bench. I think that's where he's at his best. Uh, Bobby Portis, I would say he's probably our best overall bench player. And, you know, best signing for us so far this last offseason. I know it was one of the ones that a lot of people questioned, myself included, but he has been playing really well for us. We need him to continue to do that. And... Yeah, I don't know if they're going to make a move or not, but they just need a little bit more. Um, but that Pelicans game, man, big win. I think Giannis, over these last five games, I want to say the ones that we've won, Giannis's free throw percentage has gone up and gone up quite a bit. If you've been looking at his free throw numbers and keeping track, you know, there's a lot of people talking about how um, prior to that, he was shooting like 59% from the free throw line. Um, you could tell he's working on it, but the results just don't show. In the last five, six, seven games, his free throw shooting has picked up immensely. And I think that's added to these huge scoring numbers that he's had. Giannis has been scoring like crazy, and he's been the big, essentially the big reason why we've been winning 
as of late. Uh, you know, against Sacramento, he scored 38, Minnesota 37, New Orleans 38, and today against the Clippers, which I'll talk about in just a little bit, uh, 36 points. You know, he's he has to play like that. He's going to have to infuse. I mean, he is our offense, and I think the way that we're getting him the ball is much better because he's still shooting very efficiently. Um, they're doing a lot more pick and roll, which is I know every Bucks fan that's what we want to see, and I think that's been key. Um, but he's been hitting his free throws, and ultimately, that's what's going to help us down the line. Um, yeah, it wasn't great and it was getting really ugly that was getting a very big point of contention but i gotta say his free throw shooting percentage has looked really good so on espn the last 10 games his free throw percentage has gone up to 75.4 uh big increase from 59 percent, and that's trending more towards you know average you know you'd like to see that at like 80 80 something percent but like i'm not going to go Crazy over, especially from a player that was averaging like 63 and 59% earlier. Um, but yeah, he looks like he has a little bit more control. And it's been it's been great. Also, like Giannis's stat line has been quite impressive. Yeah, the last 10 games, he's been averaging uh 33 points a game and 13 rebounds, six assists. He's playing at that MVP type level while being efficient. Uh, you know, he's getting about a block in a steal per game. Um, like I said, he's been playing with a lot more maturity. His passing is improved, and it's going to need to improve. I think his decision-making, which is going to be the key overall, has done well, and we will see down the line, uh, but I think they're starting to use him more efficiently. And I think it's – I don't I, – I'd like to see him just work more off ball, and that's what the Bucks have been doing. Getting him under the post, get him the ball in the post, and let him make one or two moves instead of always dribbling and trying to create something. Uh, their ball movement still can be stagnant at times, but in this new, in their last four games, five games that they've won, it's looked a lot better. Now, granted, the first three victories against not great teams, but um, you know, Pelicans, you know, they're also. Not a great team, but they have good personnel, and I think that was a good challenge. Uh, and today's game against the Clippers, I got to say, it's our first signature win of the year, which is surprising um, for some. This is the first game that we've come back from a deficit in the fourth quarter to win. Uh, also, of note, Drew came back, played limited minutes, but just to see him on the court, breath of fresh air, honestly, he was playing really well for, you know, the last 10 game stretch before uh, of COVID. Uh, he was playing great. He was coming off the bench this game, wasn't actually very effective, looked rusty, looked like a player that's been not playing for months. I don't blame him, he had COVID, you're going to be arrested for a while. But it was just nice to see him play, and he showed up when he needed him, um, making key defensive stops into the fourth. Now, it took a while for the Bucks, uh 
you know, it was a back and forth type game. Bucks had a big lead in the third quarter. They were up by ten before the Clippers went on like a twenty-one, what was it, twenty-one to seven run, and into the fourth, they held the lead, and you thought, "Oh wow, here we go again." Uh, you kind of assumed that they probably would just let this game slip, but I'll say this: that defense finally looked like its former self. Granted, some of these were shot selection based on you know the Clippers. There was a lot of ISO ball, but the Bucks were playing really well. There were a couple instances in that last you know five to six minute fourth quarter stretch of the Bucks making plays. Giannis um, had a great block on Zubac. Ooh, met him at the top. Big, big play. Uh, then a couple possessions later, you see Kawhi. He's being guarded by Middleton. You know, he moves towards the free throw line. Uh, gets ready to jump. And Giannis, from, uh, he leaves his guy and helps out and blocks uh, Kawhi's shot. Huge, huge plays. And Giannis played well in the fourth quarter. He scored 17 points uh, for a total of 36. Uh, those 17 in the fourth, big, big plays. Uh, and the Bucks, you know, they were down. They kept it to that four to five point game. I remember we got it down to one a couple times, and it always looked like the Clippers would make that basket to either be up by three or four again. Um, a big signature shot should should also be uh, called out to DJ Augustine. He had a huge three after the Clippers just hit a three. That kept that kept us steady and allowed us to you know stay close. As long as the Bucks can keep it close in the fourth, you want to see that because um, that's the type of it basketball that they were playing in the playoffs. And it came against the Clippers, who are doing really well in the West. Um, it was huge. Uh, and the signature moment of the game, you know, Bucks played good defense. They had, you know, possession with about, like, 30 seconds left. They call a timeout. They come out of the timeout, and they get some good movement. Giannis finds Giroux, cutting, gets it to him. Drew looks like he's about to make an attempt, uh, a semi-difficult shot, passes out of it to, I believe it was Connaughton who was open, and then Connaughton passed to Chris. Chris moved forward, collapsing the defense, and then he found Giannis cutting from the three-point line, gets it to him. Giannis has this open lane, three seconds left on the shot clock, 10 seconds left overall, and smack, dunk, wow. Biggest play of the Bucks season so far. That's the type of signature win that they needed. Uh, like I said, first win from coming back from a fourth quarter deficit. Uh, I'm excited. You know, you have to go through deficits. You have to go through some pains to to be a champion in this league. Uh, when the Bucks went through their regular season the last two years, they were so far out ahead that I think some of our shortcomings were 
not really seen until the playoffs when you play games six to seven times in a row where teams adjust and Mike Budenholzer hasn't adjusted. That's kind of his calling card. He's starting to make those adjustments. Uh, but the last 10 games has been that roller coaster. You know, down, you drop five, you up five. Uh, now that Drew's back, it's nice, and we get him right before the All-Star break, which there's two games left for them. Uh, they have, let me look at their schedule. They got, ooh, Denver. A Denver team on Tuesday and a Memphis team on Thursday. Ideally, you'd like to see them win both. If they can win it one out of the two, that'd be nice. Uh, also, it would be nice just to see Drew get in, uh, play a lot more. Uh, one final note. Uh, Middleton has been, in the five games that we lost, looked terrible. Five games that we've won has played a lot better. Um, now, he was not selected to the All-Star game uh, this year. So you were hoping that he'd be a third-time All-Star. He was not. Um, was he snubbed? Man, that's a tough question. I don't think he was snubbed. But, you know, it's hard. He's He's been shooting so efficiently. He's doing the 50, 40, 90 thing again and scoring at a very efficient rate and still having about six assists. So, you know, it's hard. But, man, there are some good players that, the all-star game, there's only 12. And you've got to give some of those players, like Julius Randle, who's been playing great this year, that not. Uh, I also think that... I also think that... Sabonis, who also didn't get in initially, uh, who replaced Kevin Durant, deserved his nod. He's been playing really well for a Pacers team. Uh, he's their best player. He deserved to go in, um, so I don't. I don't want to say he got snubbed, but you you would have liked to see Chris go in, um, just because he's been consistent, uh, and that type of efficiency is unparalleled in the NBA. Uh, but he has an opportunity because Pascal Siakam uh, and COVID. So let's see if he gets that nod. If not, um, I hope they use that as motivation. Uh, so we'll see. Bucks got two games, like I said before the All Star break. Let's hope they can do and win them both. Um, yeah, this is my first episode. I hope you guys like some of the content. Uh, I will be doing a retrospective episode of the Bucks free agent signings, uh, the tumultuous off season, uh, and most notably, you know, the Yana signing. Uh, I just wanted to get some content out there. I've been sitting on stuff for a while, so, um, just wanted to get this while it's all still fresh and, get this moving uh for those who are bucks fans and want to collab um yeah hit me up uh on one of my handles uh instagram it's 414 buck the system twitter it's 414 buck the system so da instead of the uh there's a there's a letter count that's limited on your handle at twitter unfortunately so um <laughs> i'd settle for that and yeah i i'm looking forward uh I'm doing this for me. So 
the first couple episodes definitely going to be, uh, you know, it's a learning process. So I'm going to learn how to edit a little bit more efficiently. But yeah, for those who want to collab, uh, I'm always down to talk about Bucks content. Uh, I'll also be releasing an episode on the Packers offseason, seeing as offseason is close and they got to figure out a way to roster their team. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking about that as well. So be on the lookout. Uh, I'm going to try to produce content once a week. And, you know, depending on audience or if we're able or suggestions, uh, we'll keep it at that. So I look forward to hearing from you guys. Uh, Have a good night. Enjoy your Sunday.